The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. So, Sunday Night Live here in uh, the great US of A and um, in Europe. Yeah, I'm afraid it's too late. I, um, I, uh, uh, you know, I got, I got some notes from, I get some notes from people from France and they're telling me it's 1 a.m. there. So that's kind of a bummer. So definitely don't, don't tune in live. Just watch the re, the re, um, you know, the restream because they're on, they're, they're all recorded. Remember, they're all recorded on, on, on all the different uh, platforms except for TikTok. It's the only one that doesn't do that. Um, and let me try to find something here. Oh, we can get rid of this. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Okay, good. So I wanted to make a couple of announcements. I'm, uh, uh, oh, by the way, next week, uh, the Beljansky Cancer Conference in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I'll be speaking there on the Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday at 2.30. And uh, it's only 27 minutes. They get We all get to speak 27 minutes. Like, yay. It's crazy. But I don't, I don't really, uh, you know, unless you are, um, you know, telepathic and you can, like, download somebody's mind, I'm, sure, I'm not sure how much you can um, convey to anyone in 27 minutes. So it seems like it, it seems like going to a seminar where they're only going to, um, I mean, a food. You go to a, a banquet and they're only serving hors d'oeuvres. That's what it reminds me of. You guys, this is a banquet with only hors d'oeuvres. I don't understand the purpose, but and nevertheless, here we are. We're going to be part of it. Um, so, um, and there's going to be many great speakers there. They they say so. I'm not sure, <clears throat> but anyway, you're very welcome to join us. Um, there um, in, in, in uh, now the other thing is uh, my calendar is going to open up soon uh, I've been over here as you know and when I'm over here and I'm working in clinics all day long it's just really really impossible for me to do any quality um, um, consultations you know and I usually do like I have a 6 a.m. one, and then maybe a 7 a.m. one if I can if I'm done. But you all, anybody of you who've ever consulted with me, know we never stick to an hour. Which is, you know, how do you stick to an hour when someone's telling you the most important history of their life? You know, you can't you can't stick to an hour. But anyway, so I never do. But anyway, so so sometimes I have to do one at six or seven, and then I run to the clinic, and then I get done, and I come back here, and and I, if I do one at night, I'm just not. It's not. You know, it doesn't work out that well. And um, uh, so, and plus I'm doing this seven days a week. So, so forgive me for a while. And I, when I get back, we'll, you know, we'll get the thing going. We'll get the, the, the uh, consultations going again. 
So what else am I reading here to you? Oh, uh, uh, people are requesting here to be in my live. I'm not sure what that means. Okay, so a lot of questions. Listen, a lot of questions. Thank you. Um, anyway, I didn't say uh, aloha and uh, namaste and namaskar. And uh, uh, to everyone. So really, thank you for joining me again. Um, anyway, just remember, we're on Rumble now, and I'm going to get once I get to the point where I can do a Rumble show. We're going to we're working on it right now. We'll do a, just a Rumble show where I don't have to be so hesitant and just speak my mind. So it's a you know Rumble.com/slash dr thomas lodi right and also all the other ones twitter which is i don't know if it's x or twitter whatever it is youtube instagram TikTok, linkedin um you know they're all at dr thomas lodi and then uh except for the twitter x which is at dr thomas lodi md and then of course you can go to the website drlodi.com and go to the uh, slash live and then you, you can doubt you can uh, stream it from there as well and then, then they're kind of edited up and all that and for podcasts. So, But we're also going to have different podcasts. I've got a couple of cool podcasts coming up. Uh, part two with Dr. Donato Perez Garcia, the, uh, uh, who's uh, the grandson of uh, Dr. Donato, Dr. Donato Perez Garcia, the first, of course. Uh, although he wasn't the first because they didn't call anybody. They don't call the first the first because they don't know if there will be a second, right? But anyway, um, they... Um, you know, so he's he he did he discovered IPT. He did IPT 40 years. His father did it like 40 45 45 years. And Donato, the guy that I know, is uh, has been doing it 45 years. So together you got 120 years of IPT. Whoa. Okay. So um, it's nothing new about it. Anybody tell you it's does is it's new? You know a lot about them, right? Just by saying such an absurdity. Um, anyway. Um, so we're going to have part two of that. We're also going to have um, Rebecca um, Stelion, who is a, a nurse practitioner in, in uh, um, Chicago or around there. Ber, uh, Ber, uh, anyway, around Chicago. And she's the daughter of Dr. Stephen Ayer, who's the doctor that I knew who introduced me to Donato way back around 2001. Um, and um, he's a Canadian. He was a Canadian physician. And she was his daughter, so anyway, she was very well connected with the whole IPT thing coming to be. And IPT, just so you all remember, IPT does not have to be with low-dose chemotherapy, although that's what we it's usually referred to. But it's ins insulin-potentiated uh, therapy, IPT, insulin-potentiated therapy, because you can use it with anything. In fact, Donato I used it to work with people who had tertiary syphilis, that's syphilis of the brain. Um, and then he, he, one of the conditions that he worked with were uh, CFCs, chronically fermenting cells. Um, but uh, so you can do it, you can use uh, different kinds of whatever, whatever kind of um, um, medications or, 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 or uh, intravenous um, um, botanicals or other concoctions that you may want that you think are, are going to be useful in a certain condition. The whole idea is that insulin helps you target these tissues. Okay. And so instead of Everything, whatever you're injecting going everywhere, it goes to one place. So it's pretty uh, pretty phenomenal. 
And and the be beautiful thing about it is that insulin is something we produce. It's not foreign to our bodies, right? So um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So and then all these, you know, as I said, all these are these 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 are edited, and uh, so that there's not so many of my um 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 um, and uh, we can put it and it's on podcasts. So um, I think it's you know a lot of times it's easier. So anyway, let's get started. Um, um, and then I'll try to answer some, you know, try to get some of your other questions. Um, oh, by the way, um, keep in mind that if you're in the United States or North America at all, um, that and you have CFCs, chronically fermenting cells, <clears throat> whether I'm here or not, an oasis of healing is my center. You know, I started it. Uh, actually, I started it in New York. We didn't call it that then. Uh, and then, uh, I, after a few years, I moved to Arizona, 2004, where we started it here. Um, I mean, where I, you know, if I found it, this with a new name and all that. So, but the whole concept, the whole idea started around, um, after I returned from Japan, I think 1998, 99. So it's been around and we've, uh, we've refined it and that's the, all of the, the latest and greatest stuff is happening at, at, uh, in Arizona here at an oasis of healing. And um, I'm in touch every week, regardless of where I am in the world, I am in touch every week with the doctors there and, and the other the kitchen staff and all the, all the, all the therapists. And, you know, there's, there's many, many aspects to healing from CFCs, many, right? It's not just one thing. And we're going to go over that again, again and again and again and again, because my two main goals for you is to understand that most of what, they say, and by them I mean the the witches and warlocks in the in the House of Horrors. Most of what they say is designed to scare you to death, confuse you, and uh, so that you can. Uh, and that accomplishes two things for them. Number one, you're going to agree to do almost anything they say because you're you've basically had a, a, an emotional frontal lobotomy uh, out of due to fear, due to severe fear, which is as you know has happened to. Uh, many, many, many people since the great hoax. Um, so uh, it's a strategy that works. So what you've got to arm yourself with is what? How do you arm yourself against fear? Knowledge. Knowledge is the bridge that takes you from fear to faith. And what is faith? Faith is when you know what's going to happen. You don't believe it. You don't think it's possible. You don't, none of that. You know it's going to happen. Just like when you cut your finger and you're, peeling something and you cut your finger, you don't believe it's going to heal. You know, it's going to heal. You rinse it off, you put a bandaid and you're done. When you know whatever's going on in your body is going to heal, it's, it's done. You don't need any of it. But that's really the main major trick of all of this. So I'm going to answer all your specific questions as much as many as I can, but I just want you to know the ultimate tr is here. This is it. This is the obstacle, the root, the root of the tree that is bearing different kinds of fruit. Okay, the kind of fruit you might see on a PET scan, the kind of fruit you might see on a, a MRI, you know, all those kinds of fruits. That's what I'm talking about. Those are just fruit on the tree. You're cutting them off, burning them off, doing all that stuff doesn't change the fact that the roots are still there and you're going to have a harvest. Okay, so we've got to work on that. And we can, and it's it's possible, but only if you know it. you got to know it. And yes, you got to do all the other stuff we talked about. You've got to clean up. you got to get rid of the, the, the initiating factors. If you don't get rid of the initiating factors, if you don't eliminate the initiating factors, then how 
how could you ever uh, successfully re re uh, return to health? Be restored to health? You can't. And so that's you know the, these are just common sense. You don't even you don't have to go to medical school. You don't have to go to any school. You just have to be like alive on the earth with your eyes open and listening and watching and being observant and understand the way life works. Um, interesting. Somebody said they had phlegm in their throat and won't go away. Always, always, always. Anything like that or actually anything. Stop eating. Stop eating a couple days. Drink a lot of water, good, healthy, beautiful water, mineral water, um, and um, or do a juice cleanse uh, feast or do water. It goes away. Remember, it's reacting. Mucus is a reactant. It's pushing stuff out. It's a conveyor belt that's coming up. Through, you know, we have these little cilia in our in our bronchi and our bronchial tubes that push everything out, right? <clears throat> and the mucus is like the uh, conveyor belt and. You know, things get stuck on it, you know, small particulate matter gets stuck on it, it goes back up. So mucus is, is a, um, uh, mucus is one of the uh, modalities by which the body uh, moves things around. Uh, um, and, but it serves many other purposes too. I mean, beautiful, wonderful, incredible body that we have, this earth suit. I mean, uh, you know, I met someone this week, and an amazing woman. An amazing woman. I won't even tell you about her because she blew my mind. I mean, I'm still trying to put it together, uh, all the stuff she told me. But wow. Anyway, she's the only other person I ever heard call this an Earth suit. Yay. Okay. Now, let's go to some of these questions. Um, Okay, it's also the client caused by parasites most of the time. Um, no, they they contribute, they contribute, but but uh, probably many of the times um, it's involved. But there's usually not one thing that causes anything. Uh, remember, anything that we see that we're causing a thing, we think it's a thing. Like whether it's also the colitis, Crohn's, gastritis, arthritis, cerebritis, pharyngitis. Uh, Osteomyelitis. I mean, any of those things, um, or C CFCs, or uh, stroke, or any of those things. Um, these are are these are fine. A lot of them are final, dead end pathways, adaptive pathways that the body has taken to attempt to maintain functional integrity in the situation where um, it's being, uh, it's not having its biological needs met. It's really very very simple. And so it, it goes along these pathways, which are, and not, not, and it's not like, so, so, so many of these pathways are the same. So you keep, you know, so what causes stroke? Well, many things that will lead to that final pathway, what, which is what, which is what, what is stroke? I mean, just for an example, what is stroke? There's two kinds. You can, the artery can get blocked, small artery gets blocked, and there's a failure of blood to go to, to, to the brain tissue or a artery bursts and floods it with, uh, with blood, which is very, very Got a lot of iron causes all kinds of with oxygen and iron and you've got a big big mess on your hands so either way that's what it is so it's arterial blockage okay so arterial blockage um and what is the blockage due to the blockage is due to the body adapting to the fact that the kinds the, the person is not eating human food and not eliminating it quick enough and 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 on top of it is probably stressed over being late for that being late for this broke a fingernail whatever all the things that we live in right so again, don't look for cures. I gotta read something. I gotta find this. This is the right time to do it, okay? 
this is the right time to do it with you guys because I, I, I just want you to, um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't read it. Should, yeah. Morgellons is a, is Morgellons a parasite or a fungi or, or a fungal overgrowth? Morgellons is most likely synthetic biology. Okay, that's what Morgellons is. Most likely. It's been around for years. They um, brought it to us live. Um, back when, um, <clears throat> I think the first time I first started seeing it around 2006 or seven. Yeah, in people. Uh, but it's synthetic bio biology. It's not not real, not real biology. But it's nevertheless, it's a, it's it affects us greatly. I think Joni Mitchell had it. You know, John, I don't know if you all know Joni Mitchell. Many of you don't, but hopefully some of you do. And Joni Mitchell was an amazing, amazing, amazing woman, singer, artist, incredible. I don't know if you know her songs. Both sides now. Anybody hear that song? The Circle Game. Did you ever hear that song? I mean, she's just, she was crazy. Amazing. And her words, you know, Dylan-esque. I mean, it's, okay. Um, anyway, so let's get to some of the questions that you all sent in. Okay, so how do you get rid of, this is from email, uh, website, website. How, how do you get rid, and then we're going to go, don't worry, Instagram and everybody else. How do you get rid of, oh, by the way, you guys, I'm still not on Facebook. If you, and, and one other thing I got to tell everybody, if you ever get a notice from me, it's not from me. I don't do those things, and neither does my team. We don't send out notices. Uh, if we send anything to people, it's an email. Okay, so if you're going to get a notice from us on, on any kind of social media, it's just not true. And now they're using my, my uh, it's so crazy, man. These guys are, you know, Facebook, I can tell you about Facebook. Let me tell you, uh, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. One more time, they don't care. Why? Because now they told me what? Um, I said, hey, by the way, we can't get into our account anymore. So I got, oh, we've, we've got, we've got 21 cases open. 20, 21 different times we had to do that. We had to tell them that. And then they said that they wanted to get my ID, prove that I owned the, the business, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Instead of the person who was working, who was working with me, who opened up the account. Anyway. So I said, oh, I'm not going to do that, you know, but then uh, actually she did. It was very wonderful of her to do that. And she did that. And then, uh, uh, and then I think they even gave mine finally. And you can guess what Facebook said. You shouldn't give out personal information because it could be used against you. You know, you could, uh, in other words, you could have, I forget what the wording, but in other words, somebody that's like a hacker could get the information. What? So, how long has it been? Five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks? Before I came to the U.S. here. They're still not letting us back in Facebook. So, by the way, I don't care. I'm going to close it if I can. That's all I, I just want to close it. Because I, right now, there's people selling, uh, showing, I don't know. I, w there's all kinds of ads with me, with me, like as if I were endorsing it. So, I don't endorse anything ever. You've never seen me endorse anything. I talked about the Beamer was like the only machine I've ever talked about. Uh, and I talk about Rife in general, Rife machines, because they're fantastic. And I happen to have a, an amazing one right now. So, um, but I don't endorse, endorse things or products. I don't. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to just tell you the truth. That's it. Tell you the truth. Not selling anything. Really not selling anything. I don't. I'm really very bizarre in that way. I don't think health and all that stuff is 
uh, a commodity that can be sold. I think it's our birthright, and we think we deserve to know about it. By the way, God, if you don't like the word, let's call it divine intelligence. And if you don't like that word, let's call it nature, gave us only one drink. Now, we don't have a whole fountain there. We can choose this and this and this. And this. One drink. It's called water. And about 98% of anything you drink is water anyway, with flavoring or poisoning. More often poisoning. So anyway, here's the question. How do you get rid of skin thickening on breast from CFCs? And is keto and ketosis the best way to kick it? Thank you. All right, so this is a uh, an important question because, excuse me here. Yeah. Let's get this over. All right, so cool. All right. Now, um, I wanted to, uh, you know, I looked over a little bit earlier. I wanted to just tell you. So, and I'm going to, I want to take this into other things. So it's not only for breast CFCs. Okay. And by the way, for those of you who aren't aware of the fact that breast, we call, um, I don't like the word. I, I have, I have to do this. Uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? I, I can't remember the term, but anyway, I need to let you know what why I use CFCs. I don't like the word, um, uh, the word. You know that word for the zodiac sign that falls between Gemini and Leo. Yeah, you know that's, that. that. Um, anyway, that word that falls between Gemini and Leo is a is a nasty word, and it hurts. It's painful. And anyone who's ever been called that, anyone who's ever had that spell put on them can tell you 100% that that is painful. Tell you the truth, Doc, do you dye your hair? What do you mean? Do you think I'm going to lie about it? Yeah. Couldn't be as old as I am without doing it. Is that okay? Does that make a difference? Um, anyway, what I wanted to let you know about, uh, and, and, and I want to make, okay, so I told you before, I wanted to show you, there was two main things I like to teach. Number one is that what they say is designed to scare, not to help, not to, not to educate or anything like that, scare and so that they can sell their, 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 their products and services. So, um, and, uh, uh, the, uh, And then, and then I, I, I just want you to realize that um, their whole jargon, their whole rhetoric, their whole thing is just distraction and confusing and unnecessary, okay? Because the reason we call these CFCs, these chronically fermenting cells, is because that's what they are. A moment ago, I was saying that if you had a stroke where you had blocked arteries, heart heart problem, myocardial infarction, which is called a heart attack, or whether you get ischemic bowel, whatever you're going to get, it's due to the same thing. Again, it's due to the fact that you're eat, not eating, you're eating too, too much volume, frequency, and poor quality of 
somewhere between the, the, the food and non-food. Most of what we eat is non-food. Okay. And then we're not eliminating. And that stuff just collects all over the body. It's called waste. It's called, uh, uh, it's called, you know, toxemia. 100, 100, 100 years ago, 105, 110 years ago, uh, John M. Tilden, MD, published a book called Toxemia Explained. <clears throat> and uh, that's basically it. So, but so I want you to know, I, so I want you to understand that. So we're going to talk about this for a moment. And then I'm going to, and I'm going to show you, I want you to really understand and stop using their words. I can see your questions there. You're using their words. You're going with, and I know, I get it. You're not, you're not trained in this area. You didn't learn. You don't really know what else to call it. So I get it. I'm not, I'm not at all criticizing anyone. I'm just saying that let's stop using their words. So. I'm going to tell you what it's really going on, and so we can uh, call it what it is. So these are chronically fermenting cells, right? And they're fermenting because that's a that's a that's a uh, an adaptive pathway that's re that 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 um, happens when a cell loses its ability to use oxygen in order to produce energy through its mitochondria. It's just what that's what happens, right? It's just like three comes after two. It's not like a big deal. And everybody's got these CFCs going on in their body because we've got these little dead end pathways where we're not meeting our biological. And because we're not just biological, we're biological, psychological, and spiritual. When all of our needs are not being met and they're not in harmony, our body needs to adapt to maintain functional integrity. And that's what we call diseases. There are no diseases. There are no things out there. There are no third party things that get into your body. And when I'm not talking about parasites, that's that's the only thing. It's not a disease. It's parasites that are, that have gotten into your body, and they're living there. They've colonized, and they're they're usurping your energy. They're usurping your stuff, and they're modifying your immune system. And they're doing things like that. But it's not a disease. Okay, what it is, it's these parasites. Okay, but but diabetes, on the other hand, is not a thing that got into you. It's a response. It's an adaptive response to the fact that you're eating too much glucose because you're eating pasta, bread, potato, rice, and whatever. Okay, that's what that is. Uh, and, and most of the other conditions are like that. And uh, when we talk about inflammatory conditions like arthritis, gastritis, colitis, all that sort of thing, um, all these itises, um, um, you know, and um, which, which includes a lot of the autoimmune conditions, is um, uh, you know, remember, inflammation, acute inflammation is the way we heal from an acute injury. Chronic inflammation is when you keep uh, uh, your body either all of it or a part of it. It could be your, you know, finger or whatever, uh, your hands from, you know, if you're a gardener, you know, your hands are going to get, have it. <clears throat> you get chronic, chronic insult to, uh, to some tissue and then you get a chronic inflammatory condition. Okay. So, um, you know, put that on top of the fact that you don't know, you no longer have the, you, you have chronic insult and you're not eating food and you're not getting rid of the waste. And then what's going to happen? You're going to have problems clearly going to have problems. And if it shows up here, you're going to call it this. If it shows up there, you're going to call it this. But it's the same problem. It's the same problem. It's the underlying fundamental problem is accumulated toxins, okay, over the, in the body, um, so, which affects immunity, which affects your ability to, to deal with it. All right. So anyway, but I wanted to talk to you about the, um, the, the woman who asked the question about the uh, Thickened skin on the breast. Now, and what I what I me meant to be saying to you a little early, earlier, but I got you know how my mind works. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the cardinal signs of of, of of inflammation, right, are uh, it gets enlarged, it gets red, it gets warm, 
it gets painful and that's it um you know they had they had latin terms for it but it basically it's all due to blood flow going to the place um calor dolor rubor which is red and tumor which is tumor enlarged now uh tumor doesn't mean uh, a malignant condition tumor um you know a, a blister is a tumor okay so doesn't necessarily mean a malignancy so that's why they say benign tumors malignant tumors but anyway so inflammatory breast is what they they, they talk they talk about it as if it's a type let me just read to you what they call it inflammatory breast CFCs is a type of breast CFC in which CFCs block the lymphatic vessels in the skin of the breast. In other words, what, they, what it happens is if, you, if you've ever seen a woman's breast like that, or if you have one like that, the thin and they and they call it. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to be cute or maybe the first guy that saw it called it this. He was in France. He called it Pew de Orange. Right, I'm sure I'm not doing that right, but pew pew means skin the orange the orange, so skin of an orange. So and it actually it looks like skin of an orange, and it's thickened, and it's red and all that. But what I want you to understand, they're calling it a type of CFC. There are no types of CFC. There's only one biological type. There are only one, there's only one biological. The different types are just different locations of the same thing going on. But when that same thing is going on in a different location, it'll have a different appearance. I mean, the, the manifestations of it will be different. So something, uh, if, if I have something going on in my head, in my skull, it doesn't have a lot of room. And if it moves too much, I'm going to be gone. If it's in my pancreas and it moves a little bit, my pancreas is right in the middle of everything. It's right in the middle, you know. It's got the spleen, it's got the kidneys, it's got the adrenal glands, it's got the small intestines, it's got the stomach, it's got the uh, 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 the biliary system, it's got, you know, it's just everything. So if it, if it grows anywhere, it's going to touch something and affect something. So it's not that it's a different type, it's the same biology. Uh, anyway, and I hope you can appreciate what we're going to go into now. So... What they're calling IBC, they have to, they have the acronyms. Let's use an acronym, right? IBC in this case means inflammatory breast zodiac sign. You know, um, it's a rare aggressive form of breast CFCs characterized by the rapid clinical appearance of erythema, redness, edema, oh, swollen, and pudorant of the breast, thought to be the result from the presence of tumor emboli in the breast lymphatic. The dermal lymphatics. What does all that mean? It means that, you know, when you have skin, skin has got the outer layer, which is called epidermis, and the dermis in, underneath it, right? Okay. And then you have, you know, underneath it, the subcutaneous areas. With, you know. Um, so uh, anyway, the dermis has lots of <clears throat> uh, um, lymphatics in it. In fact, if you have ever get a real good lymphatic massage, you'll see that they're touching you very, very lightly. You know, it almost feels like almost on the verge of tickling you know it's a very very uh, light and that's because we have a great deal of our lymphatics in our dermis mm -hmm. but we also have a lot inside we also have a lot inside you know <clears throat> in fact um you know one of the reasons for deep breathing with diaphragmatic breathing and one of the reasons for belly laughing is to get the diaphragm to to 
to constrict the cisterna chile, which is the which drains your lower extremities, your abdomen, and your left arm, and it all goes into your uh, left uh, uh, subclavian there, which is your uh, called your thoracic duct, and that's that's the lymph being returned to the blood, and then the right arm, and then uh, the right upper extremity drains into the right side. But every, most everything goes there. So by doing that diaphragmatic deep breathing and, and, and belly laughing, you're moving your lymph. It's a lymphatic. It's a great lymphatic. So um, anyway, so so it's not a different type. So please, I want you to understand. What was your name there? Let me see if I get your name. Your name was uh, Kelsey. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Okay, Kelsey. So, um, the, you know, that that's that, let me go over here. okay. So that that's basically what it is. You understand? It's um, the CFCs have moved into the um, lymphatics. So that part of the skin's not draining. That's all it is. So really, what would be the best thing to do? You know, it's if you understand what it is, instead of calling it something like I, you know, inflammatory breast CFCs. What? Okay, okay, okay. You got to give it a name of some sort. <clears throat> but by understanding what it is, you say, well, then of course we've got to move the lymphatics along. That's what we got to do. So lymphatic massage, which is you know, and a, and, a, and I'm going to have on one of my podcasts, I'm going to have this uh, our our lymphatic therapist. Um, her name's Tyshell. She's an amazing, amazing woman, um, lymphatic therapist. Um, but the certified lymphatic therapist, and then there's kind of like two levels. One is they're certified to do a manual, which is lymphatic massage, and the other one is a certified lymphatic therapist would be uh, would know would learn things that um, uh, most most do most doctors and nurses just don't know, and that is the detailed. Uh, uh, arrangement and anatomy of the of the lymphatic the lymph uh, lymph nodes we don't learn that i mean we study it we study it but we don't use it you know we don't we don't we don't use it clinically very much so we don't it's not part of our vocabulary it's not part of our thinking it's part of my thinking because i understand what the lymphatic how important it is it's the um, um, transportation and communication system of the immune of our ability to uh to, to develop an immune response yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat that again on that. I'll, I'll, okay, of course, you guys, I'll repeat that about the about the parasites again. I'll repeat that again, but in, in, no problem. Um, but here, um, <clears throat> so what a certified lymphatic therapist learns is, uh, for example, when when women get um, uh, a mastectomy or even a lumpectomy and they take out like whatever, eighteen. 20, 30, I don't know what they take out, and uh, lymph nodes. Okay, so now when you want to make sure that you, you don't have lymphatic congestion and all that stuff, how which way do you direct, direct the flow? 
well, you, you can ask any, any, unless it was the surgeon that did it there, they would, you're not going to know. You know, the sur surgeons that do that kind of uh, operations will know that they'll have an idea. Maybe if they're even looking at that, they're really looking at what they should take out and all that. They're not, not necessarily looking at what is functionally left physiologically, right? So certainly nurses and other doctors don't know that. So you can't, they can't know it. And then so, so, so if you go to a lymphatic therapist and they don't know that and they direct the lymphatic flow in the wrong, wrong way, you're going to cause an increase in congestion, which is not your goal. All right. Cause I have seen, uh, you know, because we've always had uh, these kind of lymphatic therapists. Um, you know, I've seen w women with extremely large masses go in and come out like with like 30, 40 percent less, 50 percent less in one therapy. Because a lot of it is congestion. Um, okay, you know, I see some stuff coming up here, you guys, uh, about... Uh, chemotherapy and all that so I, I guess we're gonna have to get into that um, really gonna have to uh, I, I'll bring that up again okay <clears throat> so a lymphatic therapist is essential now so you suppose, suppose you have pancreatic CFCs and you had a Whipple procedure okay or your colon resection right and they took out you know 50 lymph nodes like they should be arrested for that. What the heck, man? Why do you think God gave us lymph nodes? And if you don't like the word God, you like the word divine. I, I like the word divine intelligence. And if you're still not happy, you want to call it nature, call it nature. But why would nature do that? Give us lymph nodes if they were unnecessary. We have a lot of them, you know. 60% of them are in our gut. Must be a good reason. So going and move, removing a lot of them is not smart it's stupid I, I i may have told you this situation i had a, I a story i had a man um here in arizona with a <clears throat> oh, no, a woman i'm sorry with uh cfc's and colon and uh, she had had a few surgeries before and um they had taken out all you know all sorts of lymph nodes and there was scar material and all that so we worked with her the cfc's were gone but she ultimately died two years later because of complications from having all these surgeries of, of uh, bowel obstructions. She never could eat. She couldn't eat. She always had bowel obstructions. She was in pain. The whole thing, it wasn't even the CFCs anymore. You know, so um, anyway. So anyway, so when they, so here in this, I just want to, I'm just going to go back to that question. So the diagnosis of IBC is primarily clinical. What does that mean? That means it's by what you see. That's what that means. So it's not a thing. Please, okay. So now it says, however, a tissue diagnosis is still necessary to establish invasive breast CFCs. Why? I mean, they just throw that in. Now, the extent and duration of clinical science required, in other words, what you see, what are what what exactly do I have to see to say that I have this diagnosis, right? Diagnosis is a word. Okay. So how can I define this word in, in clinically in, on the person? It says it's not been well standardized. Ah. Okay, so they had this big study, and they and they said here one here and it says the seventh edition of the American Joint Committee on Cancer, the AJCC, suggests that diffuse erythema, redness, and edema, pu de orange, should involve a third or more of the breast. Now, okay, should involve. So that's kind of a rough thing on so to give it this diagnosis, and it's not a type, as you can see, it's just a thing. It's just, you know, 
Anyway, neglected locally advanced breast CFCs presenting late in the course of the disease are not to be considered IBC. Wait a minute. A ne neglected locally advanced. Okay. In other words, they didn't do anything. They neglected it. But it advanced locally. So it was getting larger and larger. So now if you think that is, no, no, you can't call it. Yeah, you have to understand what they were talking about is absurd. It's not like so. In summary, there was a big study they did. They took uh, where was it? I mean, they took. They, you know, I got to tell you this. Anyway, if, anyway, let me just. Say, in summary, our results suggest that the clinical diagnosis of a substantial proportion of IBC cases is unambiguous. But in certain cases, it is difficult to distinguish it from other types of locally advanced breast CFCs, particularly those that show extensive redness. Uh, Erythema and Pluto all homes. Anyway, what I'm trying to let you know, please understand this, is that this all this means is that the lymphatics there. So if you did, if you had went to a lymphatic therapist and they did that, and they also did electrolymphatic therapy, um, and you did a lot of movement and working on it and stuff like that, you just got to get things moving. It's congestion, and that's really a big part of all illness is congestion, 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 congestion from being not movable, done not moving around, not not moving. Having a solid, a sedentary lifestyle is going to result in congestion all over the world, all over the world, all over the body. Now, so the question is, keto and keto. Okay, so in other words, the way to deal with it, Kesley, Kel Kelsey, is to do the uh, what I said, lymphatics, but eat right. Go to sleep, do a, move, a lot of moving around. CFCs is not coliform. It's chronically fermenting cells, which is what they call, okay, cancer. What they're calling cancer is chronically fermenting cells, okay? I don't like the word that they use, cancer, because it strikes fear into people. And I don't like people to get scared. There's enough stuff out there to be scared. We don't have to add to it. And plus, fear, remember, is only going to make you make mistakes you won't be you won't be able to make rational decisions out of fear you won't make rational decisions all right so so but but keto keto and ketosis um lots of things are are, are, are parasites lots of manifestations are parasites but remember something too you can't just do take med take something take a bunch of drugs to get rid of something even a paras even parasites but you've got to also change your life style okay it's essential that you change your lifestyle this is all i mean without it it's you're going to get back in these same situations okay there's never a time with any condition in which your body is adapting okay where you don't need to change your lifestyle there's never a situation unless you grew up in a situation with this perfectly. And if you did, you grew up in a perfect situation, which that might not be possible in the planet at this time. But if you did, you wouldn't even be sick anyway. Remember, illness, what we call that is just a uh, adaptive response. Ketogenic. Okay, ketogenic is, is you know, uh, the word's overused. We talked about that a lot. Its word is overused. Keto means ketone bodies. Ketone bodies are, there's three ketone bodies that result when you break down fat, fatty acids. When fatty acids are being used 
through beta oxidation of fatty acids. When that's being used, it breaks down into three keto, uh, ketone bodies. One predominantly beta-hydroxybutyrate uh, beta is the main one, and then um, the, the other two are mild uh, and not used for much fuel. Um, but, but, but they're still used for fuel a little bit. Um, but so it's, it's a, and it's a, and it's a more, um, energy yielding fuel than glucose. Okay. You actually get more energy from fat, broken down fat than you do from glucose. All right. So, um, <clears throat> so keto and then genus ketogenic genic comes from, you know, like the word Genesis to, to begin, uh, to initiate, um, and um, uh, so now, but the word is way, way overused. No one, everyone, it's very, very much confused. You've got to have an idea of what is therapeutic ketosis. Most of us, if we eat right, we, do, we stop eating three, four, five hours before sleep, we're going to wake up in a mild ketosis. That's just the way it is. And that's good. That means you had a great sleep. You did what you needed to do for restoring your body and all that. You're going to wake up in mild ketosis. Okay, very good. Very good for you. Um, because ketosis uh, cleans the body. It's a good way of cleaning the body. Now, if you pro, pro, if you if you do what's called a ketogenic diet, that means you're eating <clears throat> about 80% fat, 10% carbs, 10% protein. Very, very difficult to do. Very, especially if you're eating animals, because you got to eat most, mostly fat of the animal, which is not fun. So much easier if you're doing a plant-based ketogenic diet. Um, <clears throat> but what is your goal? Is your goal to have your glucose to uh, ketone in, uh, ratio? Uh, 1.5, 2.0, well, no. If you have CFCs, you want to get it to less than one. And even that, remember, if you're in ketosis, you're going to force, remember, there's two fuels, two basic fuels for CFCs, right? One is glucose and one is glutamine. Glutamine is an amino acid. They're both used, both glucose and glutamine are used for many other things in physiology, in biology, but uh, in our bodies by CFCs and non-CFCs. However, um, so anyway, so they're, they're both fuels, right? So if you're pretty much ketogenic, you're going to force the CFCs to become glutamine dependent. So how do you not provide glutamine and glucose? There's only one diet, and it's called water. All right? And um, <clears throat> but again, that's not necessarily, you know. So what I'm saying, and even if you're doing what's called a ketogenic diet with your goal of having your glucose to ketone ratio at less than 1.0, which would be considered therapeutic, that means there's more glucose than ketones. Glucose divided by ketones should be less than one, meaning, right, the ketones were larger than the glucose, which is the numerator, right? And... Uh, uh, you know, and so no matter what kind of diet you have, yeah. So it's much easier with plant-based. You, know, you eat a lot of chia seeds, you eat flax seeds, you eat nut butters, nut seeds, you eat uh, coconut oil, you eat um, avocado, uh, you know, these things. And then uh, it's easy to eat that, a lot of that. Gets you, gets you gets you quite full and satisfied, and you get a lot of nutrition from it. You don't need a whole lot other than that. It's very easy, actually. Uh, and what the main thing is, is you're not eating a high-glucose diet, which is, um, but and I'm and, and usually when we talk about glucose, we're talking about refined sugars, which are really not healthy. Uh, they're not healthy. They're not metabolized um, with our best interests at heart. Okay, so refined glucoses, refined sugar. 
Um, but yeah, that's a very good idea for everything. But you got to remember, you got to make sure you know what you're doing. And I haven't met many people at all that know, understand the whole ketogenic. It's been, it's complete. It's like every other thing in <clears throat> what they're calling now. I, I won't even use, I can't even use their words, functional medicine. It's not functional medicine. It's fashionable medicine. It's ridiculous. They Most of the doctors don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They're doing it because that's what's being done. They're giving NAD plus. Why? Because NAD plus is the new fad. It's important. Yes. When? How much? What frequency? Yeah, are there any situations where you shouldn't do? Is there anything else you can do to support that therapy? And none of these questions are asked. And you got to ask, you got to learn to ask all these very questions with anything that anybody wants, any doctor wants to do to you. Don't, don't just let them do things and don't just think because they're a doctor that they, that they're uh, smart or uh, caring. All right. So <clears throat> what are your thoughts about, uh, AIs, um, ar aromatase inhibitors? For a non-millimeter, nine-millimeter, ER-positive, PR-positive, invasive carcinoma with ductal and lobular features, clear margins, one node of three removed, positive with macromets, oncotype six, 19 radiation therapies to full breast and axilla, was on letrozole for five months, experienced nausea and severe uh, fibromyalgia flare, blood tests show high amylase, which is, as we all know, is an enzyme from the Pancreas, stop letrozole, not a fan of medication. Suggestions as to what to take to control estrogen, DES, daughter. Okay. Interested in scheduling appointment. Okay. So anyway, DES, diastylestilvesterol, uh, which was used as a uh, birth control back in the 50s, early 50s. Um, and they just forgot to tell them that if you have children born from there, they're going to have problems. Now, in this woman here, this Deborah, uh, that just asked this question, that's not uh, necessarily the cause of what you have. Um, there, there's an association, but I wouldn't even go there. Now, I understand that, that you have that, but don't go there. Don't go there. But you got some chronically fermenting cells. That's it. Okay. Now, what did they do? They gave all these names. Doesn't it sound like they're smart, everybody? Please listen to this, okay? This is really important. I want to blow apart what they do, okay? They are masters at linguistic manipulation, all right? And they're going to linguistically tie you in a knot and turn you into a ball of fear and then start cutting parts of you off and injecting you with poisons because you will be so scared you won't know what else to do but say, okay. That's what they're doing, and that's why I get angry, and that's why I'm going to tell you what they said. Because what they said, there is absolutely nothing except to convince you that they know what they're talking about. And they don't know what they're talking about because look at the data, go into any oncology, go into any oncology floor on any house of horrors in any state of the United States or any country in the United or in the world. And you tell me what you see, just tell me what you see. Tell me all the successes you see. Tell me the success, show them to me. You won't see them. So, uh, uh, but I, let's, let's, let's go over what they said. ER positive, PR positive, invasive carcinoma with ductal and lobular features. Oh my God, are these guys smart? I'm so impressed. I got to go run to the bathroom. Okay. 
ERPR positive. That means they have estrogen receptors and progesterone receptors. Huh. Let me see. Breast tissue has estrogen. How? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's breast. Oh, okay. So breast, estrogen, uh, progesterone. Okay. So it's got estrogen receptors. Now, ductal and lobular features. Hmm. Okay. Let me think about what that means. They're really smart. Okay. Oh, what is a breast? The purpose of a breast is what? Well, to produce milk to feed a baby. Okay. Now, how does that happen? There's these little lobules where they're like little sacs where the milk is actually produced. And then it travels down these ducts to the nipple and comes out. So what are the parts? Lobular, these little lobular things and the ducts. Other than that, you've got connective tissue and fat. That's it. And by the way, it's a gland, right? It's a gland. It's producing stuff. A gland's produce uh, substances for excretion. Milk is the excretion. So what is excreted? So, okay, so it's a gland, so it's called adenocarcinoma. That sounds pretty smart too, right? It just means came from a gland, originated in a gland. That's what it means. Doesn't mean anything else. Does not mean anything else. So what it means, colon, pancreas, prostate, um, ovaries, thyroid, they're all uh, adeno. Now, one of three, one node positive with a macromet. What does that mean? It means they took out three, one was positive, meaning they had uh, it had a uh, uh, some uh, CFCs in there. All right, so let's think back. Why did why did why did uh, why why did God give us lymph nodes? Um, hmm. Well, let me see. Ninety percent of all tissues are drained by the vein, little venules which turn into larger veins and go all the way back to the right side of the heart where it's pumped into the left side of the heart and left side of the heart goes i mean where it's pumped into the lung and the lung takes it back to the left side of the heart where it goes to the body so that's it so most is returned 90 percent is returned from the veins 10 percent is returned by lymphatic vessels which go to lymph nodes and what does the lymph node do it decides whether or not an immune response is required how does it do that well sitting in there are these t cells that just graduated from the university of thymus and some B cells that just graduated from these little <clears throat> uh, small um, um, lymph nodes, which are like community colleges, and then uh, uh, so, and some from the spleen, which is a big one. Um, so we got B cells and T cells, and we've got uh, you know some of the uh, uh, what do they call them? The guys on the, the the kind of the Marines out there, right? The dendritic cells and the macrophages, and they come in as well. So they go into these lymph nodes and they and they make a decision. So they're draining, so you expect if there's bacteria there, if there's funguses, whatever there's there, if there's CFCs, it's going to be there. Yes, of course. As see, my, my children are older now, um, but uh, when they were young, they had one word that would help them express uh, their uh, incredulity about something I would say or something someone else would say. And that word was, duh. Anybody heard that word? Duh. Okay. Well, duh. Yeah. It's got some CFCs in it. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. Incredible, brilliant doctor. Okay. So now 
Now they're not done. They came up with a new one. They call it Uncle Type 6. Uncle Type 6. Okay. What is Uncle Type? They don't tell you. Why don't they tell you? Why aren't they telling you what it is? You know what, you guys? What we're going to do, I can see right now that there are so many questions coming up about parasites that we need to have a a pot, <clears throat> not a pot, like a webinar where we're going to, I'll, I'll give you a talk <clears throat> on parasites so you guys can sign up beforehand. I don't know how many we can get. We could probably get on Zoom, we could probably get 200, I, but I think we can use Restream and get more. Um, and then we'll answer questions, which, and we'd like, I'd like to get, maybe get all of this off, get, get, get you, because uh, it looks like a lot of dissatisfaction, a lot, lot of dissatisfaction because you're not getting the answer. And I know you're not getting the answer because most doctors don't know. Okay, so not only, um, not only are they trying to impress you, not really impress you, but it's called linguistic manipulation, ling linguistic manipulation. But um, they they also there's a, they have a big big uh, they're very 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 ignorant. When I mean they ignorant, I mean they don't know. They weren't educated. Now, let's go to Uncle Type Six. What is an Uncle Type? Okay, because uh, this is you know this is the new thing. Okay, well it goes back to the whole idea of <clears throat> we've talked in the past about there being. There is the somatic mutation theory for the causing CFCs, which there's no proof. There's a really good proof that it's a metabolic condition, that it's an adaptation to having mitochondrial dysfunction. And in fact, that's what the uh, uh, Warburg was awarded the Nobel Prize for in 1931. And then we have, to, we have today Thomas Seafried uh, carrying the torch and uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, we can prove we can prove it over and over, day after day after day after day, by just taking and switching the, taking the nucleus, putting it here, the nucleus of a CFC in here, and if it's got dysfunctional mitochondria, even though the nucleus, uh, I mean, so if it doesn't have dysfunctional mitochondria and the and it's the nucleus right with the bad genes, it doesn't become a CFC. However, if it's the other way around, it does. Okay, so you take the non non bad genes and put it into the cytoplasm with the uh, with a uh, defective mitochondria and what happens it becomes a CFC why because it's a metabolic adaptation okay and I'm going to show you that here so please hang on you guys don't run anywhere don't be freaked out about what I'm talking about don't let's just listen to this okay so you're going to get you because they don't explain it I'm going to explain it to you okay so now and what I'm going to explain to you is that they, what they're saying is um, not 99%, but 100% BS. Not 99, 100% BS. And if you think I'm wrong, stay tuned. Okay, so... um. <clears throat> Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, let's get back to this woman, this Deborah. Okay, Deborah. Now, first of all, you had you you wanted to know about initially you wanted to know about um, uh, our aromatase inhibitors because of the ERPR. Well, I'm not gonna. I didn't forget that, but I, I, we'll talk about that in a minute. 
But the fact is, if they got clean margins, in other words, they did it. They apparently did a, a lumpectomy. They did a lumpectomy. They got clean margins, meaning there's no more CFCs that they can see. Now they wanted to do radiation. Indeed, they did. They did 19 radiation treatments to the full breast and your axilla. One out of three lymph nodes had it, and they completely irradiated your axilla. You didn't tell me, but I would like to ask you if you have any problems right now with lymphatic drainage. <clears throat> and I don't know, do you have any pulmonary effusions? Do you have any uh, pericardial effusions, you know, around the heart and all that? So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, if they got it all, you should say, doctor, you got it all, doc? Got it all? Clean margins? Good, great. See you later. Thank you very much. You got your money? Oh, good, I'm gone. And the doctor says, well, wait, 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 wait. We want to do chemo and radiation. You go, um, I, I thought you got it all. Well, we did. We did. But, uh, you know, judge the case. Well, in case what, Doc? Case what? Well, you know, just in case uh, there's something left. Well, what would be left? You mean microscopic? Yeah, 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 microscopic. Oh. What is that called? Stem cells? No. But you know, doctor, because you're a really smart doctor. You had all these words you were giving me. You already know that both chemo and radiation have no effect on CFC stem cells, right? You already know that. So, again, now what are we doing here? You're going to find that they don't know at all. But, anyway, let's get back to these, uh, this uh, uh, uncle. I, I just reading it blows my mind and gets me upset. So, I have to – can you remember? First of all, they, 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 this is an article. I'm referring to an article. One of the main articles is a <clears> – <throat> Certain patterns suggest a more aggressive CFC that is more likely to come back after treatment. What? Did you hear that? Certain patterns do that. Okay, so therefore, the test results can be a score between 0 and 100. Well, if you have a 6, then you're already okay. You know that. If you have early stage invasive breast CFCs and you're over 50, the scoring system is as follows. Zero to 25 means you have a low risk of it coming back. If you get hormone treatment, which means if they block your hormones with something powerful, right? In your case, they're talking about uh, uh, AI, uh, which is a, you know like an astrazole, and there's some other ones um, <clears throat> that block, uh, usually with women that are no longer menstruating, um, um, which means they no longer have ovaries producing estrogens, right? That means all of their estrogen is uh, being produced where? In their breast. Yeah. Because estrogens produced by women who've already had, their, where their cycles have stopped, um, are produced by conversion of androgens. Androgens are male hormones. They, they call them male hormones, but they're not. They're not male. It's just the difference between male and female is uh, in terms of hormones. Uh, not saying anything about emotions or thinking or anything like that, or bodies, but just talking about hormones, um, is only the, the ratio, the proportions. So men have a lot of testosterone, a little bit of estrogen. Women have a lot of estrogen, a little bit of testosterone. So, you know, and then and, and for varying other proportions of those. So <clears throat> um, that's it. But the androgens, which are the ones that become, um, you know, they give the male characteristics, right? Um, are, con are still produced in the adrenals and then they wind up in the in, all over the body and then when and whenever they get to like uh, a tissue that has aromatase inhibitors i mean an ar aromatase which is an enzyme that aromatase 
changes uh, testosterone, which is a male hormone, uh, an androgen, into estrogen. So cells that have aromatase are in uh, fatty tissue. I mean, that's one of the tissues, but it's a, it's a main one. And th so that the woman's breast will actually have higher estrogen levels than her blood. So if you do a blood test on her uh, or you find urine metabolites and all that stuff, it doesn't, you're going to find less there than you are in the breast. So the breast is still producing. And that's why they're giving the, uh, the uh, anastrozole, I mean, the uh, aromatase inhibitors. So... Um, <clears throat> Okay, so anyway, so when they do hormone treatment, I don't know what they mean. They can eat. They can mean they sometimes they mean they're going to give you a blocker that's going to go on the on the uh, on the arrest estrogen receptor and block it. Sometimes they're going to try to downregulate uh, or block the uh, the the. Uh, um, the I mean, they're going to try to downregulate the whole the the receptor, downregulate receptors, or block the receptors. And then the other time they're doing now, which is becoming more and more, and they do this, unfortunately, with premenopausal, young women who are still menstruating, okay? And what they do is they turn them immediately, it's called a medical castration, they turn them immediately into, into um, old, old, you know, older women who are postmenopausal. And they do the same thing with men with prostate, right? They turn them into young men with, uh, uh, who no longer produce any... Uh, uh, not only no, no testosterone, but no estrogens and progesterone, because we we all we both we all produce them. We both produce all, both sexes produce all of them. Did I say both sexes? Did I did I dare to say such a thing? Um, let me see. Um, okay, I'll include then. Uh, um, um, wait a minute. Um, is there a third? Let's see. Penis. Is there a third? No, there's no third thing. So I'm gonna, I'll, st I'll stick with, I'll stick with that. Okay. Um. Anyway, so okay, so so here's the thing: zero to twenty-five means you have a low risk of it coming back if you get hormone. However, with this with this score, you'll probably not benefit from receiving chemotherapy. Okay. So what has this just told you? Well, they'll, they'll actually tell you in a minute. Wait. Now, a score between 26 and 100, well, that's a pretty big range. I mean, 97 and 27, gonna, yeah, yeah. Means you have a higher risk that the disease might come back. In this case, both hormone treatment and chemotherapy are going to be recommended. Oh, my God. Ah, if you have early stage, which they made up, invasive, that just means it went through the duct. It's no longer in the duct. It either went through the lobule or went through the duct, right? It doesn't necessarily go anywhere. It just broke the wall. The scoring is as, and you're under 50, you're 50 or younger. The scoring is as follows. A score of 15 or smaller means you have a low risk of the CFC returning if you get hormone therapy. And you will probably not benefit from receiving chemotherapy. A score between 16 and 20 means you have a low to medium risk, whatever the hell that means, of the CFC returning if you get hormone therapy. There may be a small benefit of receiving chemotherapy, but the benefits are not outlined side effects. Oh, my God.
they care about me. They care. Look what they just said. If I have a 19 or a, or a 17, then they're going to tell me it's not worth it. But if I have a 21, it's worth it. The side effects are worth it. What are the side effects? You mean other than death? Well, uh, no bone marrow, uh, no hair, uh, can't eat. Uh, yeah, no, chronic nausea. Uh, don't really feel like living anymore. These are side effects. They call them side effects. Are they on the side? The side of what? If it's happening to you, it's not on the side of anything. It's right in the middle, and you feel it. Okay, listen, if you guys think I'm, like, over the top, you haven't been at this long enough. Because these guys are over the top. They are over the top. I know, you know, I, I, I can see a lot of your questions. Uh, some of you are really hearing what I'm saying. It's too bad, please. Good, good, good. All right, glad you hear it. Good, hear it. Please hear it. <clears throat> now, um, So now, let's, okay, so this is if you're younger, than, remember, you're younger than 50, you've got early stage invasive, and you have a score of 15 or smaller means, look, okay, 16 and 20 means, remember, this is the one where they care about you, there may, there may be small benefits, not worth it, but a score between 21 and 25 means you have a medium risk, and, then there, and the, now the chemotherapy benefits uh, may, outweigh the risk, may outweigh the risk. Now, now a score between 26 and 100 means that you have a higher risk that the might come back from where? Who knows where? They're lurking in your shadows. Okay. Both hormone treatment and chemotherapy are likely recommended. So do you understand what they just did? They just gave you a lot of blah, 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 blah. they give the reasons to justify why they can do either chemo, great uh, 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 hormonal therapy, or both. Now, 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 now they have they can justify it to them. And, and you think they're really smart because they've got a lot of studies that show whatever they think. It does. If you read what they're saying, they're not showing you anything. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not showing you anything. They're. They're. What are they telling you? They didn't tell you anything. What, what does a small to medium risk mean? I'm gonna tell you something. If you have a small to medium risk of anything and it happens to you, it's a high risk. Not, no, it's not, it's not a risk. It's a real deal. It's happening. Okay, so now if you have DCIS, which is stage zero, you got that zero. You know, when I studied math, I don't know, maybe it's old math, but when I studied math, zero meant nothing. But I don't know, I'm old school. I get it. I get it. You know, I'm one of those, I'm one of those old schoolers who still... I uh, it's absurdly thinks that men can't get pregnant. I don't know why I got that thought in my mind. It's hard to get. It. I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm going to try to come up with a, a way of envisioning that. Okay. <clears throat> um, so anyway. <clears throat> so DCIS, right, which is zero. But here, if you've been diagnosed with DCIS, diagnosed means you've been cursed with this word. The results are called the DICIS score and the numbers are different. Oh my God, these guys, you know, I can't even believe it. They are allowing us to be on the same planet with them. Are we not, are we not blessed? We're blessed. 
So a score of 38 or lower means you have a low risk of GFCs returning. And the risk of radiation treatment outweighs any benefit. Okay, so you got you got score zero. I mean, you got no, it's gone, no, it's nothing. Except some little, you know, cells are having a little, they're not, they haven't done anything yet. They're just adapting. <clears throat> so now they want to use radiation. They want to use ionizing radiation. Where is the radiologist when you're getting the radiation? Hiding behind two walls of lead and wearing an apron and got his head up, his okole, as they say in Hawaii. <clears throat> okole is, that's where the uh, radiation oncologist is. He's also there when he's squashing your breast and having, some, having somebody else squash and irradiate that. He's not around, or she. Okay, a score between 39 and 54 means that you're at medium risk, and it's unclear if it will help you. However, 54 or higher, definitely you're going to benefit. Now, they don't describe what benefit means. What does benefit mean? A lot of times when they get these uh, <clears throat> drugs passed and they, they talk about um, benefit, benefit is uh, three months of progression-free survival. Well, you can take that and wrap it around your neck and pull as hard as you can. Three months of, of, of progression-free survival means it didn't do anything for three months. Now it is. What? You know, <clears throat> the thing is they're actually serious. They're actually serious. They actually talk. Okay. So there was a big study that they took 878 patients, right? They initially identified this. This was in England, right? Big study. They were two. Now, the oncogene, what is the oncotype? It's looking at 21 different genes and figuring out how important they are in terms of producing CFCs for them to, and they call it the oncotype D diagnostic 21 gene recurrence score. Oh my God. I mean, oh my God. Are they just impressive? You know, I'm impressed. I'm blown away. Uh, <clears throat> the recurrence score is a genomic-based algorithm. You got that algorithm that guides adjuvant chemotherapy treatment decisions for women. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's analyze what they just said to us. They're going to take 21 genes and they're going... They're not telling us what they're doing with it yet, but they're telling us, and it's a score, recurrence score, based, genomic based, based on genes. But I'm not going to say based on the genes, I'm going to say genomic based. Okay, again, impressing you. <clears throat> Algorithm means what? You don't decide, your doctor doesn't decide, nobody decides, they already decided. They already decided. It's called the algorithm. Okay, kids, let's follow the algorithm. Let's follow the algorithm. You don't think, don't think, doctor, don't think. We've done, we already made the decision. And if you don't follow the algorithm, you are not, and not, not practicing in the standard of care. Therefore, the board finds you whatever. Yeah, the medical board comes up to you. So, um, so now, okay, so the oncogene diagnostic 21 gene recurrence score is a genomic-based algorithm that guides adjuvant. Adjuvant means what? Nothing. Once again, nothing. They've got a term for it. They mean, you know, pre-adjuvant, uh, 
pre-induction, post-induction, they use all these words, which only means you either do the chemo before you're going to do surgery or before you're going to do radiation or you do it after. That's all that means. But they use these words. Now, I know, I'm sure radiation is... <clears throat> Listen, let me tell you, don't ever agree to radiation. There are only certain times you need it. If you've got a tumor in your brain growing really and, and quickly and there's nothing else working, you're going to have to do it. It's growing on your spine. It's about to sever your spinal cord. It's about to sever your, your femur or something else. It's about to cause a big problem. And you're, it's a life-threatening problem. You've got to use it at that point. All right? But that's it. That's it. Otherwise, you're going to get the problems from it. So anyway, this is a, a diagnostic a, a, gene-based gene recurrent score, genomic-based algorithm, in other words, they decide for you, for women with early stage ER positive and PR positive. That's all it is. That's all it is. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm listen to what they say, because please listen to this. I want you to listen to this. Yeah, it is frustrating to be a doctor in the U.S. It's frustrating to be a doctor in any country. They're all doing the same. They're all doing the same. They're all following the Rockefeller plan. The Rockefeller plan did this. They made this, right? 1910. We know what happened in 1910, right? Um, and um, um, so they're all following it. Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, <clears throat> China even. China is pretty cool. They, do, they go do different things. You know, they don't necessarily do that. Japan, but Japan still got its compo, which is its uh, its, its traditional stuff. Um, but they all do. You, you, all of Europe and you know Africa, and they're all following the AMA. <clears throat> Rockefeller. Um, but anyway, so let me let me just say something. However, there are age-related, and listen to this, it's very important. However, there are age-related differences in chemotherapy benefit for women with intermediate oncotype recurrent scores that are not well understood. Meaning they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's just another way of saying it, okay? Menstrual cycling in younger women, under 50, menstrual means you still have your period, is associated with hormonal fluctuations, uh, <clears throat> again, Duh. Okay, so we got that one. It's a duh. Um, <clears throat> that might affect the express. Now, here, listen, this is it. This is it. Might affect the expression of genomic predictive biomarkers and alter recurrent scores. Sounds smart, right? They sound like they said something. Do you think they said something? They didn't say a thing. If you but they'll may, 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 may interpret this for you. Okay. If you're having your menstrual cycle because you're a woman under 50. You're going to have hormones going up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how you get that's how you get a menstrual cycle, okay? Now that is going to affect which genes are being expressed. Oh, okay. Well, what does that have to do with anything? They're not going to tell you. You know what they're not going to tell you? They're not going to tell you that that's all they're talking about. What genes are being expressed, not mutations and all that stuff. It's what genes are being expressed. They're being expressed why are they being expressed? Well, let me ask you something. 
if I take stem cells, mesenchymal stem cells from an embryo, and I inject it into my heart, what do you think those stem cells are going to become? What are they going to do? They're going to become a heart. Why? Heart cells. Why? Because that's the milieu in which they exist. Okay? So their genetic expression will be your heart and not liver. They won't do liver stuff. They won't do kidney stuff. They won't do skin stuff. They won't do brain stuff. They're only going to do heart stuff. And that means they're going to suppress all of it. So that's their genetic expression. Based on what? The environment in which they find themselves. Oh, is that unique? No, it's the way it works, the way biology works. Okay. So when they're saying to you that all that we're talking about, <clears throat> and the only problem is uh, in menstruating women, uh, basically they just told you. So, so if I if I'm not clear to you, uh, let me re let, let me rephrase it. All the when when they do a genetic evaluation of your CFCs, wherever they are, I don't care what organ. They're looking at really what genes are being expressed. And the genes are being expressed because of the environment in which they find themselves, period. So what do you do? Change the environment. Hmm. You mean I didn't have to go to medical school? Is that easy? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not easy to do. I mean, the concept is easy. It's difficult to make those changes. Anyway. And I mean, what did they, how did they come up with these studies? RNA, remember RNA? That's not really bad, right? It's not really bad. We get injected and people don't really. RNA was extracted from 25 pairs. Oh, by the way, they started out with how many? They started out with 878 patients. In the end, they came down with nine women, <clears throat> 16 women under 50, and nine women over 50. Out of 878, they only got that. They could really get results out of it. So this... These conclusions that have determined your oncology type are from uh, 25 women, 16 over and nine under 50 years of age. Okay. So, so the RNA was extracted from 25 years of, blah, 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 of invasive ER positive breast CFC samples. And then the 21 gene signature, signature, analogous to the oncotype diagnostic platform was assessed through quantitative real-time PCR and experimental recurrent scores with calculated, were calculated using the oncotype diagnostic algorithm, using their algorithm. In other words, they, okay. Now, what did they find? This is very, very, very important. Very, very important. Listen carefully, you guys. Your lives and your children's lives and your friends' lives depend on you understanding this. We all have to understand this, okay? All right. Because they're telling us right here. There was a significant, that means a lot, inverse association, just association, between the person's age and discordance in the recurrence score. For every one-year decrease of age, discordance in recurrence scores between paired samples increased by 0.08 units. Now, the reason they talk like this I don't I'm not even sure what they're trying to I, why they're doing it, but they're they're because they're, they're trying to hide the truth by burying it in this pile of words. Discordance means it, it it's not it didn't match. It didn't match. And there's an inverse association between the age and 
why don't, they, why don't they just say there's a direct correlation with the younger you are, the less it's, you know, they wouldn't say that's too simple, too simple. So there's an inverse association between your age and your discordance. Why is this based? Because here's what they say. Discordance in recurrence scores for women under the age of 50 was driven primarily by proliferation negative and her two positive associated genes. So therefore, the changes in gene expression with menstrual cycle stage could affect oncotype diagnostic research. What? So you mean if you are a woman that's ha having menstrual cycles and your, your cells are doing what they do, then you can't count on this test. Yeah. But you already said the test doesn't work in older women. Too. Okay. So, uh, but what, what was the reason for the test? What's the reason of coming up with the oncotype? What, what does it mean? It just means you can use this treatment or that treatment. So again, again, and the final, final conclusion for this study and all studies is how do we justify this algorithm, which is a sales algorithm where they're selling products and services this is what they're selling products and services. Now, here's the, the, the discussion, right, which is the last part of, of, of research. The Oncotype Diagnostic 21 Gene Recurrence Score assay is used to guide adjuvant chemotherapy treatment decisions for women with early stage ER positive or HER2 negative. However, our analysis of the paired breast provides the first evidence that patients' age affects concordance in 21 gene experiment, you know what they're not. You, have, you know they're not saying it. You understand that. You know, okay? discordance is primarily due to differences in expression of genes. I mean, I, I, all this work was conducted on archived breast CFCs. There's no clinical information surrounding the patient's menstrual histories or menopausal status. What? Yeah, you heard it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, please, you guys, don't, don't, what do you use in place of Lupron? Okay, good, good, good. Okay. I'll, I'll solve this riddle that they made. It's not a riddle. I'll solve it, though, in a minute. But I just want to give you two last things that you need to understand, okay? All cells, all cells. Um use ATP to provide a certain amount of energy. And that energy is um, um, the, the units are put in what they call in kilojoules kilo, kilo per mole. Okay, so joules is the same kind of energy unit you use in electricity, right? Because that's what we are, electromagnetic beings, yeah, on, on, on a biological level. Um, Okay, so anyway, eating, you know, eating, you know, that habit we all have, um, I don't recommend it. <clears throat> so what I do recommend is eat as little as possible. Satisfy your nutrient and <clears throat> energy requirements and that's it. Stop. Don't go beyond that. It's not worth it. You'll find yourself in an ICU being swallowed up by machines. <clears throat> That's what will happen. Keep eating. Don't clean your body out. Don't go to sleep early. Don't move your body around. 
don't meditate and pray, you will wind up in an ICU with being swallowed up by machines. Anyway, so it turns out that every cell in the body needs approximately what they call them. it's a minus, but it's not minus, minus 56 kilojoules per mole. Regardless if it's a heart cell beating 100,000 times a day or an elbow just sitting around being an elbow, right? Same thing. They need that much energy. Okay? That's what they need. So now when the energy – now, and remember, the energy, most of the energy goes to like I think 55 or, or a little bit more percentage of the energy that the, body, that the cell makes – goes to just maintaining cellular structure. In other words, they have these things called sodium potassium pumps all around the cell membrane that keep the sodium going out and the potassium going in. Why? Because that, that allows for an electrical gradient that maintains, allows the cell to maintain um, its relationship with this environment. So it's essential. Once that's established, the cell exists, then the rest of the energy is used for cellular function. So if it's a heart cell that's doing heart stuff, Kidney cells doing kidney stuff. Skin cell is doing uh, skin stuff. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about oncogenes, right? Oncogenes. Those are the genes that cause CFCs. Right. I, I I'm being dramatic. Why am I being dramatic? Because they're all. They're not only your basic flyer like car salesman, right? Or the guy at the Apple store, whatever, yeah, whatever, you know, it's all lies. Not only that, but they're harming human beings, terrorizing them. So it's not okay. And I'm being dramatic to make a point because you, I got to get through those walls. Okay. And why do I say there are walls? Because I can still see when I'm talking here that you guys haven't. Uh, you're asking questions that some of you are not listening. Anyway, oncogenes are turned on to support fermentation because the cell has lost its mitochondria. Any cell that loses its mitochondria, a significant portion, has to now ferment. And so what happens? That causes um, oncogenes to be turned on to support fermentation. And I'm just giving some examples. So, so um, what, what's, what, 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 what the way they term it is this, that a persistent, consistent impairment in respiratory function of the cell, right? Because you don't have your, causes a retrograde response that goes to the genes and changes the genetic structure so that the genes can now successfully and successfully ferment and survive, okay? So this retrograde response will activate the MYC, MYC, you know those tra transcriptions? MYC, RAS, HIF1-alpha, AKT, mTOR, etc. They're all required to maintain and sustain the upregulation of fermentation called in chemistry substrate-level phosphorylation. These genes are turned on to support that. The loss of the P53 gene, which everyone talks about, you lost it. It's not the loss of it. It's just it gets turned down. It doesn't get deleted. Because that shifts, that shifts from the mitochondria to the to fermentation. So the growth signaling abnormalities and unlimited ability to replicate, which is what we how we define CFCs, is linked directly to the requirements of glycolysis breaking down glucose and glutaminolysis breaking down glutamine. 
glutamine. That's it. There it is. That's it. It's not. It's not all this uncle scores and all that sort of thing. This is it. We know this. It's not a secret. But it's a secret to them because they don't tell you about it. We are uh, functional doctors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, I see you guys are starting to drop off. You're getting tired of 6.30 already here. You're in the, the great state of Arizona. Oh, oh, oh. You, you know what blows me away? People are actually like that. They actually, they're people actually like that. Ah. Um, anyway, I hope I explained that well enough. So the question is, what are you using in place of Lupron? You knew there's nothing in place of Lupron because Lupron wasn't needed in the first place. Okay, because the problem is not estrogen receptors and estrogen. I mean, estrogen. Okay, there are two kinds of estrogen receptors, and we've talked about this repeatedly. We will continue to talk about it repeatedly. And by the way, those of you who think that they don't, you know, you've got problems with your colon or, or uh, pancreas or uh, um, stomach, prostate, so you don't have to hear listen to this. You do. Why? Estrogen receptors on those organs as well. Got that? Stomach. Uh, uh, pancreas, bladder, colon, pancreas, uh, uh, prostate, ovaries, vagina, uh, cervix, okay, all these things. You even have respiratory receptors in your bones. Do you ever see a female pelvis versus a male pelvis? Take a ball, take a ball, you know, I don't know, maybe the size of a cantaloupe. Not a big cantaloupe. And try to put it through the opening on a male pelvis and then try to put it through the opening on a female pelvis. Whoa, you're going to see the female pelvis will accept the cantaloupe. Okay. So anyway, so the bones have estrogen receptors. Now, uh, even your larynx has estrogen receptors. You know, most women have uh, higher voices right then men men have lower voices so there's a lot of there's a lot of areas in our body that have it now the thing is uh <clears throat> and lungs by the way lungs is all, a lot of it. so um estrogen there's two guys estrogen receptor alpha or estrogen receptor beta so beta receptors shrink usually shrink alpha receptors grow thing so therefore we should all be looking for how do we I'd like to do two things. What I'd like to do, if you ask me, is turn off the alpha receptor, the, the, the estrogen receptor alphas, turn them off as much as possible, and then really hammer the betas so we shrink. We have a net effect of shrinking. Be pretty cool. How can we do that? Let me see. Are there any drugs around that can do that? Any drugs? Let me see. Um, um, hmm. No, none. None. How many? Zero, and that's with a capital zero. That's a capital Z-E-R-O, zero. What does do it? Oh, my God, don't tell anyone because you can't make a lot of money. It's called shh, shh, shh. Flax seeds and tofu. Oh, my God. Natto. You mean soy? Yeah, non-GMO soy, yeah. Phytoestrogen. No, you're not supposed to take those, you. Well, then, well, wait a minute. You're not supposed to take, 
you're not supposed to eat soy because it's bad for you, right? Well, can somebody explain? I just have one question. How come Japanese live 10 years longer than us and they eat soy all day long? Oh, let's not talk about that. Anyway, because it turns out that soy, soy really is an, what they call it, it's a beta agonist. Okay. Mild alpha agonist. So it sits on the alpha doing mild things, but the beta is strong, so it overshadows it. <clears throat> but the fact that it's sitting on the alpha means that the estradiol and estrone, which are the, can't get on there now. So it's blocking it kind of like, what? Tamoxifen. Yeah. Which have no side effects. Why? Because it's a phytonutrient. Oh, what does that mean? It's a nutrient that comes from plants. <laughs> but you notice the word nutrient. Nutrient means what? Oh, the body needs it. It can use it. That's what a nutrient is. Okay, so where are we now? Thank you, everybody. I see you're all active. That's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, by the way, all those of you that do mistletoe, you all use mistletoe, right? I mean, a lot of people use mistletoe, right? Right. And it works pretty nicely, right? Right. What does it do? Well, it enhances, stimulates the immune system, and it's also got some direct, direct uh, uh, killing effects of the CFCs. Um, but you know what is the main part of the uh, of, of, of the plant that does that? Are you ready? It's something called lignans. And right? And haven't you all been told not to eat lignans? And haven't you all been told not to eat? spinach and kale because it's got oxalates and vitamin c has oxalates so you believe all this stuff right you've got to come to know that they're going to lie in every possible way they can you need lignans not all of them yeah there's some that that don't work really well um but um but they are a big part of it that's why we get much more benefit from eating seeds than getting refined oils uh anyway it's full of lies out there. Whenever, when, listen, I want to tell you, I want you to realize how insane they have and what, what they've gotten us to do. Wait, do you have a training school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm work, uh, I'm going to very soon in, uh, have a training school. Yeah. For all different levels of people, too, right? Like, so, you know, doctors and nurses, but also uh, people that want to be health coaches and things like that. But anyway. Okay, so I didn't get very far. I don't get very far because I get stuck on stuff. But uh, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. If you're if you're anyone you want to sign up, um, I I'm gonna make a, a great idea. I'm gonna put a thing on the website where you can tell me your desired goal in terms of being educated or trained. You know, whether you're a nurse and you, or you're a doctor or you're uh, you want to be like a health coach or you're a massage therapist or you know what I mean, stuff like that. So we can do. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll put that on there. Um, I'm not. I don't do. It. I have someone to help me do that. Uh, anyway, uh, Deborah, that was a great, great question. Thank you. Help you took us all along on a nice little journey. That was very important for everybody to hear. Um, okay, very, very important. Anyway, tri triple negative. We'll talk about all this stuff. Okay, remember. Triple negative, triple, you know, if you talk, if you look at them, right, the guys that write all this stuff, the algorithm freaks and the algorithm authors, um, they say that uh, triple negative is the worst. They also say that triple positive is 
almost as bad. So I'm just saying, if you if you if you start, you know, you got to like throw everything they got they say away because it's all madness. It's if you follow it, it's gonna freak you out. So here's what you gotta do. You gotta do this. You've got to get healthy. And I want you all to relax. Stop looking for cures. And just get back to health. There's only one way to get health. Only one. Now, write this one down. There's only one way to get health, and that's through healthy living. There isn't another way. You can't buy it. You can't force it. You can't negotiate it. You have to earn it. So what is then? What does that mean? That means living a life that as closely as possible approximates a life in which all of our biological, psychological, and spiritual needs are being met. And you don't have to go to school for all that stuff. It's right at your fingertips. Dogs do it. Cats do it. Birds do it. Snakes do it. Worms do it. Bears do it. Dolphins do it. They all do it, and they don't even know they're doing it because they're not doing it. God's doing it. But they are under the auspices of instinct. Instinct is the divine web by which all creatures are connected to the wisdom of God. And again, for those of you who don't like the word God, use divine intelligence. If you don't like that, use nature. Okay, so that baby little spider comes out, just got out of the nest, immediately walks up and starts spinning a web that it would blow your mind if you were a mechanical engineer. And that new little baby bird just gets up into that flock. And that whole flock makes a 90 degree turn and his, does it just on time. Did not go to Aviation Academy. How? How? How do they know what to do? Anyway, so we were kicked out of the the, the 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 web of instinct by our parents, right? Because they told us, no, stop, don't, no, stop, don't, no, stop, don't, no, stop, don't, no, stop, don't. Over and over and over and over and over and over. How, what, from before we could talk, we heard those words. We're still hearing. Now they're telling me I got to wear a mask. So I walk in the store and they go, no, stop. What, don't stop, stop. Don't go any further until you're wearing a mask what <clears throat> and so we're still being told no stop don't anyway the no stop don't when you get pre-verbal before you're before you're verbal it tells you only one thing your parents don't like you they're rejecting you that's what you know what else do you know you're a kid you don't have you don't have any words it's a fundamental rejection in our lives that happens and it's so powerful that every relationship that we get involved with as adults must have a contract because we don't trust each other. Even the most beautiful part of life, which we call love, we bring it down to a civil contract where a clerk in some office stamps it. Well, that's the old days. Now it just gets certified on some sort of computer. It doesn't matter. It's not a governmental issue. It has nothing to do with civil authorities 
has to do between you and the person you love and God. Why don't you know you don't need a civil contract with your children, right? Anyway, what I'm saying is that it's based on that thing. So we lost instinct. We now we don't even know what to eat. You think dogs have to think about it? You think horses attend seminars? You know, horses have what is it? Thirteen, nine? I forget blood types. Huh? Do you think some horses should eat hamburgers and some horses should eat uh, alfalfa? Let's figure this out. It's really important. Then we can teach the horses. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> we complicate and obfuscate. Why? For control. It's not comp. It's extremely unincomprehensibly complex on a metabolic level. Yeah. But the in general, what do you do to live your life? Easy. Imagine. Imagine it's seven thousand years ago. What would you be doing at what time of day? I'll tell you something. Within an hour after the sun went down, you'd be asleep. You'd be asleep. Within an hour after the sun. You'd wake up naturally at 4 a.m. You'd probably look around you and you'd be in awe of, 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 the, of the sunrise. And you might go into it and, and, you, and you'd be in a, your, your brain would be pretty much in alpha waves because you'd be surrounded by beautiful uh, uh, earth. You'd be an alpha. You'd be communing with, with, with nature and with God. And you might get up and take a little run or a walk or, you know, some stuff like that or start taking care of things that you need to take care of. But you'd be up early and you'd feel good and you'd feel wonderful. And you'd move around. You wouldn't put shoes on. You'd keep your feet on the ground. And when you would talk to someone, you would say what you mean. And they would say what they mean, and you would express whatever it is and then go do whatever you had to do. There would be no reason not to be honest and truthful. There'd be no there'd be no reason for it. And it wouldn't come to your mind to be dishonest. It wouldn't come to your mind to be uh, anything other than authentic. And what would happen with all that? What would happen with all that? Well, there be no illnesses. How can he say? How could he say that? Well, when I look around, wild animals who've never come into contact with us, and be, I'm, before the Earth got poisoned, I mean, even a polar bear now <clears throat> never met humans has PCBs in their fat when they do autopsies. Yes, that's right. Uh, the, uh, so wild animals died of three causes trauma they you know they got eaten they fell you know off a cliff or they broke a leg they couldn't move whatever it is trauma starvation and old age they didn't get depressed they didn't get insomnia they didn't get arthritis <clears throat> they didn't get heart attacks they didn't have stroke <clears throat> they didn't have tumors. They didn't have any of that stuff. Why? They were living in harmony with nature. Because why? We are nature. We are one of the expressions of nature. Enlivened and kept 
by, by the breath of God, the holy breath of God, <clears throat> into nature, and you have beings. Here we are. Okay, so we've gone really far. And, you know, what is our thanks? Are we thank, how do we thank God? He said, listen, I, I, good thing you took a day off. I mean, you forgot. You give me us tomatoes. I want, you know, I want tomato sauce. What's with the tomatoes? Come on. And, uh, you know, I had to wait for Steve Jobs to get a, come around before we can get spy phones. Ah. So, you know, anyway, we're, we're going to fix it, right? <clears throat> uh Anyway, I got, I got, I got a, little, a little bit of a story for you. I, I know I'm, I, this is going to, I know, I'm going to really bother some people. But I got to say it. And I don't, I don't think you should get so bothered by it. And don't, listen, don't, don't worry about it. I'm not here to do anything than to tell you what I know, what I learned. Okay, so, so don't worry about it. If you, don't, if you don't agree, don't agree. Remember the story of uh, the Cain and Abel? Remember which one God liked the most? God kind of liked Abel more than Cain. Well, what did they do for a living? What did Cain do? Well, Cain built a plow. He built the first machine. And you build a machine because what God gave us was inadequate. We had to modify it. So the first machine was a plow. Then what did he do? Out of his vanity killed his brother <clears throat> anyway think about that right now we're all sitting here looking at a machine a far advanced machine not a plow anymore it's a computer and I'll tell you something about this computer whenever you go and look on anything up in it you've got to put it even if you don't write it in it'll be put in front of it www you might think it means World Wide Web, but in the Hebrew language, the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is <clears throat> equal to the W. So what do you, what's Pug? Anyway, the beast. And what else do machines do? They produce things that we worship. It's called idolatry. Anyway, just stuff to think about. Let me answer some questions here. Let's go all the way up to your, I am so bad, I can't answer all these questions. And you're all so sincere, I really, okay. So what do you recommend for cervical CFCs? How do you get rid of dead CFCs? All right, so, all right. Um, well, <clears throat> whenever there's this, there are CFCs where we can reach, like for example, breast, thyroid, um, you know, uh, a skin lesion, um, uh, lymph nodes here. If we can you know, inject, <clears throat> inject uh, ozone or, uh, you know, we, we, we can put iodine, we can do a lot of things to it. Now, especially with cervical, and you can get to the cervix, you can you know, do, inject things. So with the cervical, now depending on what's going on, if, the, if you've got cervical CFCs, if it's gone through, and it's into the uterine wall and it's going to the lymphatics, then it's a different story. It doesn't mean we can't treat it, do, do things locally, we can, but we're also gonna to have to do a lot of things systemically as well. And we would have had to anyway, but now at a more intense level. <clears throat> but we can use, you can use a vaginal uh, ozone, um, uh, paint the cervix with uh, 
uh, Lugol's iodine. If it's not, um, try not to paint on lesions because it'll burn, but you know, around them. Um, and just do that every day. Um, if you had, uh, you know, like a six, anywhere from six to about 9% uh, food grade hydrogen peroxide, you could use that. Um, anyway, that's for the local effect, right? The other thing you can use is uh, a garlic. You can get garlic and um, activate it by squashing it in the garlic. Um, I don't know what you call it, but anyway, and then you insert it deep into uh, vagina up touching the cervix and the put a tampon in after it to kind of hold it in there when you go to sleep at night, right? And keep it right up there. It's very good, good medicine. Um, but then for systemically, we would, now the other things you got to do is we got to stop making CFCs. If we don't stop making CFCs, doesn't matter how good anyone is at getting rid of it, it'll be back. It'll be back. It'll be back. Okay. You got to stop making them. How do you stop making them? You do your cleanses. You clean out your colon. You do juice cleanses. You Take care of the hidden dental. They are, you won't believe how many people have, they don't know it. They don't think they had a tooth pulled. They don't this, and they've got these dental cavitations that are like, you take them out and the CFCs are gone. I mean, it's really, really that point. And then parasites, as we all have not, are talking about. Parasites, what do we use with parasites? Well, we go with the big guns. Now, I'm not gonna tell you, this is not what, I'm not telling you this is what you should do. Because you might need, uh, yeah, you could douche with iodine too, but then leave some in there. Leave some in there, you know, and uh, lie down. Maybe maybe with your your hips under a, a couple pillows, you know, just so it's going to pool up there. Um, but if it's hurting, you don't. If anything hurts, don't do it. Don't continue to do it. It means you you know you've got to try find a way to get in there. You know, get someone that you trust to help get in there, and um, you know put things around the lesions just so you, you don't want, you don't want pain. The pain's no good. How do you prevent oral CFCs? But by keeping your oral cavity really clean. Um, remember we have a biome. We not only have a gut biome, we have a oral biome, a nasal biome, vaginal biome. Okay. So though, you know, on all of them, and they work together, uh, you know, quite a lot, but, um, uh, so no, I wanted to go over the, 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 the parasite thing. So you can't just use these. Now, some people don't use, uh, what you gotta do, you can't undertreat parasites because they'll just migrate from organ to organ. You can't undertreat them. Means you, and you gotta, so you gotta use more than one drug and you can't just use herbs because herbs aren't gonna work. Um, you gotta really like knock them out. Why? Because they lay 20 to 2000 eggs every, uh, every, uh, every day. Right. So you, even if you kill them all off in a week or two, they're going to have the eggs are going to hatch. What are you going to do? So. Um, <clears throat> um, so anyway, these are this is kind of like the, the main list. You need a benzamidazole. A benzamidazole is either um, albendazole, mebendazole, fenbendazole. I like mebendazole and fenbendazole because they, you know, mebendazole also gets uh, stem cells, CFC stem cells. And you do them, you know, 222 milligrams three times a day, or some people do 444 milligrams twice a day. Depend. You can do a lot like that of the fen, fen, ben. The medben is anywhere from 100 to 500 milligrams three times a day. You can do like that. Uh, I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying this is just what, you know, uh, people do. Ivermectin at least 12 milligrams three times a day. Uh, I was talking to someone recently. They had a problem with ivermectin. They can't do it at all, so we can't do it. But, I said, you know, I'm just saying, so, you, I, you know, 
uh, and then, uh, and uh, that would also be good for maintenance, right? I would do to keep maintenance uh, after you're done getting getting rid of most of them. You're gonna do um, I do ivermectin and fenbendazole daily for a while. Uh, uh, how about as long as you're alive? Yeah, good stuff. You take a couple weeks off here and there, maybe a month off here and there. You know, in the, in the realm of the future, so your body doesn't get too used to it. But and then do a good thorough parasite cleanse maybe once a year, no matter where you are, right? Um, uh, once a year for a month, maybe a month, you know, you do three cycles of, or two cycles of three weeks on one week off like that. And you do three weeks on one week off because you need time for it to come out. Now, what else? I mean, for the babies to hatch, right? What else we would use is also niclosamide. And niclosamide is amazing. Look up, just look up niclosamide and CFCs. Look up ivermectin and, uh, uh, and CFCs, See, chronically fermenting cells, also known as cancer. Okay. You want to use that word, but uh, you have to when you're going in the, in, the, in the search engine. You don't have to use Google. You don't have to use Google. You don't have to use Google. You don't have to use Google because they're going to use you. Okay, so the, the go. Uh, brave. A lot of things. Um, anyway. Um, and I close my um, uh, 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 quanto really important. It gets flukes, little flukes or little flatworms. They get into the liver, get into the blood. Um, and uh, so Praziquanto, 600 milligrams three times a day. Although you're not going to find a pharmacy that's going to fill it because they're going to say, well, we're only supposed to take one for two or three days. So you've got to find what you got to find um, is how do you uh you know how do you find a cooperative pharmacy and all that too right and you got you know because even if you might get a doctor to write it for you yeah you got to have a cooperative pharmacy as well so um or you can go online right indian mart okay good yeah, yeah there's a lot i mean a lot of good stuff out of india um and then you know now remember whenever you're getting rid of a lot of uh, problems like woman asked before about uh, dead dead CFCs and stuff like that. Well, the the way that God took, takes care of uh, dead, dead matter and recycles it back into life is uh, through funguses. So funguses, uh, which is why you know, a portion of our gut needs to be a certain amount of funguses to, to recycle the dead, dead matter. So it's not that you get candida, you get candida overgrowth because why do they grow up? Because other guys go down. Why? Because you're not eating human food. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, it's real. It always comes back to the same thing. <clears throat> um, so you want to take like fluconazole, like 150 milligrams twice a day, and nystatin, 500 million units, 500,000 units. Uh, that comes in pills. You can take it twice a day. You can do that uh, either all the time with three weeks on, but then you have a week off. You can do a liver flush or something like that, or you can do three weeks on with the with the antiparasitics and then. Um, uh, one week with the uh, antifungals, uh, and then the other one, all the ones that I mentioned before, that you know, the ivermectin, are for the worms, the helminths. But there are other uh, other kinds of parasites called uh, protozoa, such as Giardia, such as uh, Toxoplasmosis, such as um, uh, Gardnerella, such as you know, amoebic dysentery. You know, heard those? So yeah. And so you need something like tinazole and 
metronidazole, tenidazole, metronidazole, or uh, uh, alinea. Okay, alinea. Those those three are good for the uh, and the tenidazole would be like 100 milligrams three times a day, twice, two, three times a day. Metronidazole uh, again, also two or three times a day. Um, So, um, <clears throat> what can kill parasites in the drain? And I would just pour, pour Drano and they won't like, they won't like Drano. They will also won't like bleach. Yeah, cholangiocarcinoma does come from liver flukes. And the, it's a, in Thailand is, uh, oddly enough, is, uh, the uh, cholangiocarcinoma capital of the planet Earth. They've got the most, the highest, because they eat this thing called bala. And bala is basically a raw fish, and the fish are the fish that, uh, um, you're welcome, Swadikap. So um, grows in the fish patties, right? So anyway, listen, it's late, you guys. You got to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. Uh, well, not yet. I got an hour, but anyway. But you guys that are on the East Coast, and, and oh my God, if you're from Europe, uh, so sorry. Um, uh, if you're in, in in Asia, it's just your day's starting, right? So very good. So anyway, so adikap, kapumakap, and aloha, namaskar, namaste, and so happy you joined me. Thank you for coming, and appreciate it. And uh, not that I, I mean, you know, my you know what my payment is, you know, I, you know, I get paid. Feel good. I feel good when I let you guys just know the truth because I'm just so upset, so blown away, so blown away by what they do. So my, I, what, I just want to see you guys wake up. I want to see. Let's wake up. Okay. Oh, it's time to wake up. We have to. We owe it to our children to wake up. Okay. All right. See you. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi Podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.